Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Have you ever heard or said this phrase, we're at a crossroads? Do you ever think it might apply to your life when you're faced with a situation and wondering which way to go in life? And for that, sometimes you need a little bit of help. Somebody that can give you insight, give you a, a view from a different angle. And that would be a transformational coach who we've got today that helps women and professionals all the time pick the right road, the right crossroad. She is Dr. Joe Baldwin, and she's back with us. Welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks, Steve. And you? I'm well. And I, I truly believe at one point in our lives, in some capacity, we've, we've been at a crossroads in life. How, how do you mean that? How do you define a crossroad in life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just think there are certain moments in life that are sort of pivotal, aren't there? You know, times when maybe we're just questioning what we're doing, who we are, where we're going. And then there are those moments of transition, change, or times when we're having to adapt. And they're often following events, maybe events following loss. So, following bereavement or maybe loss of a job or even, you know, coming to the end of working life, retirement, um, or the children leaving home or a relationship breakdown. Um, and these moments, you know, they're pretty common for all of us at, at different stages in life. But sometimes they just sort of come up out of the blue, that general feeling of dissatisfaction or that deep knowing deep inside that there's more for us than, than this. And I feel that all of those examples are when we're at a crossroads in life. And if we have no idea which route to take, this can feel really quite scary. Interesting that you say that, because as I, I think about what you're, what you're explaining on the crossroads, it seems like more times than not, we're forced into them. Something happens, there's a change, and then we have to make mm. a decision. Does it seem that way? Yeah, often, often that is the case. And sometimes, you know, it feels like other people have expectations that we're going to take that route, you know, that direction. And sometimes that, you know, we resist that. It doesn't feel quite right for us, but it feels scary to go against the grain, doesn't it? To go against, you know, the outside expectations. And I think that for some people is when they turn, you know, to somebody like myself to look for, for help with that. Why am I resisting this? What is it that's going on deep inside that makes me want to, you know, break the mold perhaps? It's, it's a challenge when you're at that moment because many of us fear change and the crossroad means a change. So how do we overcome that fear? Um, I get people to reflect and look back and recognize that the old story, so, you know, whatever has gone for you before, perhaps doesn't have anything new to teach you anymore. So why stay there? And instead, be open to possibilities. What if you could stop repeating that same old story? What if you could write a new chapter instead? So that old story, that old way of being and, and operating and running your life, that needed your attention, your participation in it to keep it alive. But if you step out of it and follow a new script, then that loses its power. 
So I say to clients, what if the most significant moment of your life hasn't happened yet? Mm. What if there's more to come? And if that excites you, right, how can we make that happen? I love that. And I have to tell you, in my in my journey, taking different crossroads in life, even in recent years, I feel that, just what you said, I feel the best is yet to come. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's waiting, like knocking at my door any moment in all different areas. And I feel that you need to have that, that faith that there is good mm-hmm. stuff coming your way. Uh, takes, takes time to get into that mindset, right? Definitely. Definitely. But like you said, you know, some of your experiences, you've, you've, you just said there were relatively recent. I think that you know, I think the message I want to get across today is that no matter what your age, what your stage in life, no matter what your past story, it's never too late to make some changes or maybe even start something all over again. And, you know, you can create things the way you want to be, you know, instead of going along with the way it's always been done. And we can make our own rules. We can determine our own schedules Life is long, you know, the good stuff doesn't all have to happen up front. It doesn't have to be pre, you know, front loaded. Um, And it doesn't have to follow anybody else's specified timeline or expectations. How does somebody navigate that? Let's say they have that, that negative talk in their head, which we all do it. You know, it's like, we, Mm -hmm. we, we don't know that we're talking to ourselves. And I also easier said than done, but I also uh, feel that that negative talk guides you. And you have to kind of flip that around. Yeah, it it has a lot of work to to work on that negative talk, that inner critic voice that, as as I call it. Um, But if you can learn to ignore the negative internal dialogue and and that inner critic that's been holding you back and start to introduce a kinder, uh, a much more encouraging self-talk, then you start to find that that things, you know, happen for the better. Um, I also believe that often good follows bad. Mm. So we we experience something fairly negative, like I said, you know, some of those loss type moments in life. And if we're not careful, we can let ourselves wallow in that negativity. But if you can have the belief that good will follow bad, then walking away from something giving something up, changing something, that can really be a catalyst for creating something new and something better. Um, And I would suggest trying to change how you're viewing situations. So instead of viewing a change in the family dynamic or finding yourself with an empty nest, you know, the children have left home, Mm -hmm. instead of looking at all of that as a negative, Look at how perhaps it's now going to give you more time, more space, and take that as an opportunity for reflection, planning, setting some new goals. And that's when maybe you'll notice this renewed sense of purpose and passion and drive for life. I love that. And and that's kind of what I said in the beginning when we started talking. Sometimes it takes a coach like you, a transformational coach, to help you look at it in a different way because mm. you're you're in the middle of the storm and you're just swirling around. The wind is going around you. You're flying up in the air. And if you take a look from a different angle, you could take three steps and be out of the storm and, and see some sunshine, (laughs) but you don't, you don't see it when you're in it. 
That's right. Yeah. It does take somebody else to challenge you to, 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 to change your perspective, to, to flip things. Um, you know, sometimes we, we try to do this work ourselves and we'll go so far along the path and it just feels too hard. So we back away from it. But I think a coach can do this kind of work with you, can challenge you, but in a, in a gentle, encouraging way, but can keep moving you along that path. Did you ever hear the poem, The Road Not Taken? Yeah, couldn't quote it back to you, but yes. Kind of sounds like what we're talking about right now. And it's by Robert Frost. And you're in the UK, correct? That's right, yes. Yeah, turn of the century, uh, early 1900s. He, if I remember correctly, spent some time there. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I just Googled the, uh, I have it in my office, the, the poem. And I just brought it up on the screen here. I'm gonna read the last passage And it kind of says everything we're talking about. It says, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, meaning the woods, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that made all the difference. Mm -hmm. So just what you're saying, you know, it might not be the one that you feel comfortable taking, but that is the right road. And sometimes you have to go with your gut, your intuition. And a lot of times it's your logic is, is getting in the way. Like, no, that can't be, no. Or it's, that's too easy. How could that even make sense? But that probably is the right answer. (laughs) Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Going with your gut, listening to your instincts is, you know, is something I'm really strong on. Mm. Um, And, you know, that takes a certain amount of strength, um, you know, and to not be, you know, following the, the usual path, like like he said, and, and you know, going along with the herd, uh, but being your own person and, and feeling into what feels right for you. Yeah. How do we change our mindset with all of this? Do you have any, any tips, any ideas? Just to go really briefly, um, I've got six little points here that are good sort of mindset um, hacks, if you will, that will, will help in, in this arena. But as I say, they're all pretty, pretty brief, really, um, for today. So number one, and it follows on, really, from what we've just been saying, and it's be open-minded. Take the blinkers off. Put aside your preconceived ideas and assumptions and be open to whatever gut instincts are, are coming up for you. Hmm. Number two, free yourself from your old inhibitions. Be prepared to take risks. Now, that might mean you want to have a safety net at the ready, um, you know, that that there is something to, you know, to back you up. But be prepared to take some risks. Now, in a coaching scenario, I would ask a client to take on a little assignment, take on a little challenge before the next session. But it would always be small steps. So take things, you know, baby steps at a time. Number three. Pursue what you love. Figure out what you're passionate about because that's what's going to drive you forwards and gain momentum. Hmm. If you're trying to keep going with something that you just don't love, there isn't any passion for it, it's going to feel really, really hard. So if you're at a crossroads and you're trying to decide what's next, feel into what you know is going to bring you joy, what you're passionate about. Number four, Remember that there's no right way for anything. 
So careers, projects, things can develop in lots of different ways. They can follow lots of different paths. And if you ever read the backstory about some of the world's most successful people, you'll find out that their path wasn't always smooth. It wasn't always conventional or what we would have expected. They've achieved things their way. Might not have been what we would consider the right way, but they got there. So avoid that comparison um, issue and stay true to you. Stay in your lane. Mm. You know what? I would just want to jump in here. I I haven't heard that phrase said in a long time, but I have a friend, uh, known her since I was 17. She's a a therapist, kind of like my sage. Like every once in a while, you know, we'll text back and forth and she gives me advice. And in the beginning of my, my journey now, she said that. She goes, stay in your lane. Because a yeah. lot of times we're, you know, swerving over to the other lane, you know, meddling in somebody else's business. And, and it doesn't really serve or suit us, but we feel like we want to just be connected somehow in that direction. But mm-hmm. no, no, put the put the boundaries up, put the blocks up and just keep driving forward. Yeah, I think it goes with the comparison thing. You sort of see what somebody else is doing and, oh, Maybe I'm supposed to do it that way. Mm. And like you say, you swerve into their lane and that isn't your way. So yeah, stay in your lane. And and you know what? It could also be a a relationship where you, you know, it's over and done, but you're still, you know, got a, got a, a a wheel in the lane. (laughs) So it's just like, Mm, come come back to center into yours and just forget about it because that stuff's not going to serve you. You're not going to move. You want to keep driving in your lane at, at a reasonably good amount of speed forward in your life and that stuff's going to just slow you down same thing if you're you know you, you see something on the side of the road an accident or whatever you're going to look mm-hmm. reduce your speed and you're not going to get where you want to go as fast as you want to go that's right yeah so yeah. Uh, other tips you have i've just got two more uh, little mindset tips number five if your decision is perhaps connected with your job or your career Think about your transferable skills. So, you know, by the time you reach a certain age, you know what you're good at. You've got a wealth of life experience to draw on. And you're actually more capable than you might think or than you give credit for. So acknowledge your skills and strengths. It might even be a case of doing a little sort of strengths and skills audit uh, and, and getting all that down on paper so you can see mm. what it is that you've you've sort of uh, achieved so far. Thank you for saying that because I say that to others and I need to remind myself, but writing mm-hmm. it down makes such a difference because if you try to think about all these things, it just, it, it gets jumbled in your head and you can't really focus on one thing because you've got a bunch of different things. But when you put it down on paper... And of, and of course, and I say paper, old school, of course, it's been scientifically proven that when you physically write it, it makes an impression on your brain as opposed to even just typing it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a real proponent for pen and paper. Yeah. I'm old school as well. Uh, yeah, there, there's something scientific, that's something that happens between transferring that idea from the brain, down through the arm, through the pen and onto that paper. And then seeing it again and getting that feedback to the brain definitely consolidates things. Yeah. And the other tip you had? My final one is just accepting that you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone at some point. And even though that feels difficult, 
I find it encouraging if I think of this as just a brief moment of discomfort. It's brief compared to the prolonged discomfort that you feel when you stay overanalyzing a situation and prevaricating and procrastinating. That's an awful place to be. And we often leave ourselves stuck in that uncomfortable place for ages and ages. If you can step through the brief moment of discomfort, it actually feels so much easier on the other side. So don't think about the comfort zone as a a good place to be. It's not really. Stepping away from that is what makes, you know, makes progress. What a great tip um, to end your series of tips because it's, you know, anybody could say, be prepared for it to be uncomfortable at some point. But you turn around to a positive and give the perspective where it's going to be uncomfortable, but get through it because the other stuff is going to be so much better. But if you just wallow in that negativity of, oh, this is just, you know, I can't believe I have to do this or this is happening to me in my life. Do you also feel that many of us like to play the victim and then we stay stay in that spot? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it feels um, quite self-indulgent, doesn't it? It feels that, you know, that's the place perhaps where we'll get some attention and sympathy. But it's not a great place to be for a long time. Um, you know, get yourself out of that victim mentality. You know, you've you've got the the power to do it. Let's let's move forwards. Always forwards. That's my motto. Always forwards. Uh, and I say the same exact thing when people ask me when I had some challenges in the past, like, how did you get through it? And I just say, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've uh, the, the, the movie yeah. Finding Nemo and D- oh, yes. Dory the fish. And all she would say is just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got a great story about that one. A number of years ago, I took on a, a, a big cycling challenge. So we cycled from the west coast of England across to the north, uh, the east coast of England over two days, 150 miles. And it was me, the only woman with a group of guys. And as I set off on the Saturday morning, my two children, who were quite little at the time, said, Mummy, remember, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling. Mm. Well, that little mantra is what got me up a very long drag of a hill at the very end of day one. Those little girls' voices just keep pedaling. And that was their take on uh, on the Finding Nemo, keep swimming. Yeah. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And, you know, I guess the other part is uh, don't look back. Like when Mm. you were pedaling, would you actually turn your head and look back? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) If you look back, you would uh, you'd never keep going forwards. I don't think. No, so I think I, looking back once you've got to the top of that hill, once you've got through that discomfort of and out of the comfort zone, once you've reached that place that you wanted to get to, then look back, pat yourself on the back, mm. look up how far you've come. Yes, absolutely. But during the process, no, I think it's eyes forward. Yeah, and, and it's interesting if you look. If you look back, even at six months of your life, you're probably going to be very surprised. Like, look what I did. Like, I went from this point to that point to this point where you might feel kind of stagnant in my in my journey here. It's just, just I'm just kind of sitting here. But no, you're making small progress. There's a song that came out in the late 70s by a band called Boston. And the song is called Don't Look Back. 
And I just, these mm-hmm. things pop in my head, but it's so apropos. Don't look back. Oh, a new day is breaking. It's been too long since I felt this way. I don't mind where I get taken. The road is calling. Today is the day. <laughs> That's kind of the same, what we're talking about here. Fabulous. Fabulous. So some final thoughts here as we try to, to navigate this, this change and, and move positive in our life. What, what's your advice? Um, I think really it's about saying yes to life. You know, a lot of the time when I'm coaching clients through this process, you know, of of standing at life's crossroads and not being very certain about which which direction to uh, to go. I ask them, is this the life you imagined? Is this what you wanted for yourself? Do you perhaps have a niggling feeling that there's there's more out there for you, Mm. but for some reason you're not going for it? Right. Okay. Let's say yes to life. And I've got three pointers here that help with this. First, if it's around maybe setting some kind of goals, then decide what are your non-negotiables. So what is it that needs to be done every week or every day that's going to keep you moving towards that goal, that aim? That's your non-negotiable for that week. So if it was somebody wanting to write a book what would help them achieve the target of writing a certain number of words that week? Maybe it's blocking out time in the diary that's just for for writing, uh, protecting that from any other commitments. Perhaps it's having all the dinners pre-prepared that week. So again, it's freeing up the time. Or maybe it's doing the relevant research. Whatever it's going to be for them, that's their non-negotiable. Um, If we don't consciously think ahead, make plans, commit to them, then I think that's when we find the dreams and hopes and aims get sidelined before all of the other responsibilities. And then before we know it, another week, another month has passed us by and we still haven't made any progress. So firstly, get clear on your non-negotiables, make it a commitment and perhaps get somebody else to hold you accountable for it. Mm. So make it work, make it count. Do you believe? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. I don't know. You no, had another on. one. No, go on. I was just curious. Do you do you believe in manifesting? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I'm I'm detecting here uh, in terms of what you said. The non negotiables. You, when you manifest, it's this is what I'm looking for. I'm being relatively specific and including those non negotiables. So it kind of sounded like like they like you're. We have little pieces of manifestation in here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do believe in manifestation, but I believe that we have to put some of the work in as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, having the non-negotiables, it's our way of saying, hey, look, I am committed to this. I really do want this. I'm making time for this. I'm making it so it can happen. You know, I'm being open to the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's not like you, you know, write down a list of things you want and the universe is going to... Uh, have them show up at your door. (laughs) It's not like writing a letter to Santa Claus, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 You know what? I I say everything in life is work. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but even if you're going to gather with, with friends on the weekend, it's work because you need to schedule it, reach out to everybody, adjust the plans if you need to, uh, when you're going to meet all of those things have to, so there's a little bit of work involved, but you know what? Work has rewards, and that's, I think, kind of the secret to life. You put the work in, you get some stuff back out of it. Absolutely, yeah. 
And then another one um, of, the, of the things I talk about a lot with my clients in terms of saying hell yes to life is saying no more often. Hmm. So a lot of people, women in particular, find themselves prioritizing the needs of other people over their own. And they take on more and more roles, commitments, responsibilities. Um, and then, you know, there's these traits uh, such as people pleasing, fear of judgment, the need for acceptance. All of that often means we say yes to so many things that drain our time and energy and aren't necessarily serving us, aren't moving us towards our goals. So I so try and encourage my clients to be more discerning about what they're agreeing to and what, you know, what they want to say no to. And they find it really difficult at, fir at first. It's almost as if they need permission to be allowed to say no. So I invite you to take a moment to imagine how freeing it could be, how much lighter you might feel mm. without the burden of all those extra responsibilities. So could you give yourself permission to be more selective, more discerning, choose when to say no, when it doesn't really fit with your vision, with your direction? And that takes practice. So I have a little tip that's to have an answer ready that will give you a little bit of thinking time. So you don't have to give a definitive yes or no straight away. So, for example, you know, let me check my diary and get back to you on that. And it just gives you a little time for thinking, reflection and decision making. Don't automatically jump in with a, an agreement with a yes. And then if it feels right to say no, say no. Hmm. I love that because <laughs> we wrestle with that, the guilt of saying no, um, what people will think about us if we say mm -hmm. no. Uh, so th yeah. thank you for that. And maybe it's a no this time, but think about me next time round, would you? You know, uh, it's not an outright no forever and a day, maybe. Sure. So uh if you can say no to more things, then my final point is say yes more often. So this is the flip side, because if you've said no to a few things, then maybe now you have the time and the space and the energy to say yes to things that you might have passed over before. So say yes to the things that make you happy. Say also yes to any offers of help and support. Hmm. So I always come around to this point of, we don't have to be superwoman. Uh, and I'm talking to the women here. We do not have to be that superwoman doing everything all by ourselves. So say yes to the support. And then you might have the freedom, the time, space, and energy to say yes to the things that are moving you forwards towards your dreams, towards the vision that you have for, for the future. Uh, and all of that, yes, can feel difficult. Sometimes it feels like you're stepping out of that comfort zone again. Um, but usually, I think when you initially feel excited about something, but then you notice some resistance to the idea, you're on the edge of the comfort zone. But as I say, remember, it's just a brief moment of discomfort. Taking that step into new territory, but then through that on the other side, 
that's when you start to experience the good stuff. Such great advice. And we don't realize it when we're in it. And if you say no more often, you can say, like you're saying, you can say yes to the things that you really want to do. Um, And sometimes you don't even know if those things you're going to say yes to serve you so much because you're so stuck in dealing with other people's garbage and afraid to say no. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. How do we reach out to you? If somebody wants to change their life, they're at a crossroads, perhaps um, just just need uh, you know some encouragement or uh, accountability. How does that work with you? Well, yeah, um, take a look at my website, which is www.drjoebaldwin.co.uk, and that's Dr. Joe Baldwin, D R J O B A L D W I N. And uh, there's lots of information on the website. There's a button there to arrange a, a call with me. Free call, 30 minutes, chat through what's going on for you. Gives you a chance to check me out as well. I always say you should always check out a, a potential coach. Make sure you feel comfortable before you start working with them. Um, and there's no obligation to continue to work with me, but you know we can we can suss out each other. Um, although I'm based in the UK, I've had clients around the world. So, uh, and because I work via Zoom, we can usually sort out the time difference and the time zones, and that's no issue really. Uh, I love your clarity. I really mm-hmm. do. You get right to the point. It's crystal clear. Uh, I can just imagine how beneficial that is for anybody that you work with. You know, it's you know. Why wouldn't you? Why it, wouldn't you get to the point? <laughs> I, well, you know, many people don't. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they they belabor the point. Um, but you know, what you're talking about here is so clear. And uh and for that I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here today, Joe. Not at all. Thank you for having me. Been great to talk to you as always, Steve. You too. We're coming right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her, just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org caregiving or call 1-877-333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.